Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, this is Eric Engel with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. And uh, I'm real excited today, although I don't know why. I don't know what we're doing. I already told you, but I guess you already forgot. Oh, well, I just show up. And okay. so tell me what's going on today. Today we're starting our series, series, Encouraging Your Husband to Lead Like Jesus. Lead Like Jesus. And all the wives said, Amen. Excellent. <laughs> Did you notice I didn't laugh when you introduced you, me? You giggled a little bit, but it was quiet. Okay. It was a quiet giggle. So, so then where do we start? I mean, we, we don't have any questions that we're answering necessarily. Well, but every wife, it's, it's a longing of hers that her husband leads like Jesus. You know, we as Christian women, we are called to follow our husbands. And nobody wants to follow a guy who, you know, just is flippant about his Christianity and doesn't really care too much about her needs. So it's a burning question (laughs) in the heart of every wife. Yeah. How can I get my husband to lead more like Jesus? Now, there might be wives out there that are like, wait a minute, I'm not interested in him leading. I want to lead. Right. Okay. That's, that's a different, different podcast. Um, We've, we've already covered the strong-willed wife. So this is about how the wife can get her husband to lead? Is that really what we're looking at today? Yes, because some husbands don't lead. So today we're going to discuss the 14 reasons why he doesn't lead. You got 14. Yeah, I'm sure if I sat down longer, I could come up with more. But, okay. you know, I've, I, I wanted to kick this, this series off with why, because I'm a why gal. And... I think the why is important before you get into the solutions. So today is not a solution-based podcast. It's uncovering, well, what's going on? What is going on? Well, number one, he might not know how to lead. Okay? Well, okay. I mean, I that's probably a given for every single guy. I but mean, do you understand, though, as a man, you saying that? I think that's very refreshing for the wives to hear. Why is that refreshing? I mean, unless you had a stellar father who who was a great husband as well. and Well, and, that's number two, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, you know, where does a guy, how many families, how many fathers teach their sons, hey, this is how you lead a wife. This is how you, in a Christian sense. I understand that. Well, you go back to the Bible, and, and David had a big F on that. He felt that, you know. And this is King David, a man after God's own heart. So I want the wives to feel um, somewhat encouraged in this series when their guy falls short. Because, again, we're, we're uncovering the why. How come they're not doing it right? Because we have a tendency as wives to be very critical. Hey, okay, so let's just, let's just call it what it is. Even if we are leading the way we are, we should be. Right. Okay. Uh, how often or what percentage would the wife in general say that, hey, he's doing an excellent job? Maybe 1%. 1%. Uh, 
If no. that, because I could go back to the garden. I go back to the garden and I look at Eve. And in my mind, I'm still like, girlfriend, really? You're in paradise. You're in stinking paradise. You don't even have a past. There's no baggage. And yet, she still wasn't content. Okay. okay? So, so that is an interesting concept right there because... I'm I, uncovering whys. Right. Even, even if I was Jesus sitting right here, okay, who is the ultimate perfect leader. Right. Okay. You're still saying that wives in general... Not specific, but wives in general, overall, would not be pleased with the leadership. <laughs> we wouldn't say that out loud, and we would never think that about Jesus. That would never cross our minds. But I can't help but go back to my grandma Eve. Well, that's, okay? I mean, it's kind of like Martha. Martha wasn't happy with Jesus. Right, right. So there's something in us that wants more. Eve wanted more. She was The girl was not content in paradise. Okay, that that is a huge glaring thing to take note of as a woman. Okay. In paradise, walking with God, perfect specimen of a man. He's got a great relationship with God and she still wasn't content. So there's something in us and and I feel like sometimes God calls me to kind of like talk to the wives to say, hey, be mindful of these things. Be mindful of these perspectives. Be mindful of these attitudes. And and bring in that mental shift, okay? Because it's not always my husband is lacking. I mean, we all lack because we live in a simple, broken world. Right. Okay? You're not going to have a perfect husband. And, and a husband's not going to have a perfect wife. Okay, so can we... Do you think we can get the audience uh, to agree that women in general are less... I don't really care about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> less satisfied with their spouse than the husbands are. Because by the way, I, I think, uh, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think the numbers uh, or the statistics show that it is normally the wife that's dissatisfied with the marriage and files for divorce or heads in that direction. Yeah, I've more, read that. More I've than read that husband. as well. I've read that as well. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if if she agrees with her or, or not. You could go to Bible verse after Bible verse. I mean, it talks about the contentious wife. It does not talk about the contentious husband. Okay. okay? Three times in the book of Proverbs, not once, not twice, but three stinking times, the Lord had to, put, had to put that verse in front of us about not being a contentious wife. Okay. We have a propensity to be that. We have that disposition to look at you and say, you're not enough. You're not measuring up. Gosh, if only you'd be like Bob down the street, you know, our marriage would be so much better. Uh, you know, as, the grass is greener on the other side, Eve, said the serpent. As I heard a brother once say, how many times does God have to say something before you listen? Right. Right. So I want to help the wife really start embracing her husband and enjoying her marriage because Satan does everything he can to really go after her to so she is, you know, just nitpicking at her husband and tearing him down and being really dissatisfied with him. And this series is to help her have a different viewpoint because I know, I know when she dated him, 
she didn't have nearly the disgust for him then that she might have for him today. That would be pretty sad if she, if she had that disgust and said, hey, I'm still going to marry this guy, right. but I, I have disgust and disdain for him. Right. So, and again, there's this little shift that takes place going from dating to fiance to now wife. All of a sudden, now that veil has come down. And as a wife, we're looking at him thinking, what did I ever see in this man? Oh, but wait, he's supposed to be the spiritual leader of the home. You know, throw up in my mouth verse. So we get this, this self-righteous disgust. And I, I don't want her to live in that space. I want her to come out of that. You know, because she's wandering around in, in my, what I say in the, in the marital wilderness. You're like an Israelite wandering around in this marital wilderness where God has shown you the promised land. It's like, so let's head into the promised land because no one said, I can't wait to have a crummy marriage or a mediocre marriage or a marriage where we feel like roommates or co-parents. No one. Okay, so what's next on your list? Okay, so the first one is maybe he doesn't know how to lead his home. And you said, well, what man does? Which right. I so appreciate you saying that because I think wives need to understand that I think there's a big um, a big task that, that God has given the husbands. In my opinion, an impossible task. Well, let, let's look at it this way. Uh, you've always heard the statement that you didn't have to teach your kid how to sin. Okay, right. You didn't have to teach your kid how to be selfish. Okay, and I think in the same respect that you don't have to teach a husband how to be crummy. It's our sin nature. Okay, and so we have to go to the Bible and learn how to lead. Uh, we have to. It's it, it's even if we were born into a great leadership family and we saw we saw this uh, I, I guess modeled in front of us. It doesn't mean that we're going to embrace it because it's against our sin nature. Right. Right. Well, um, why does God say in Ephesians 5.23, for the husband is the head of the wife? He had to make it clear for us for us women and, and for the husbands, this is how it's supposed to be. This is God's biblical blueprint for a thriving marriage. It's set up like this. Okay. So heed that instruction. I mean, there's wisdom right there. That's just the beginning of saying, yeah, I want, I want the marriage that God intended. So number two, maybe he didn't have a father in his life to teach him how. So a lot of men come from broken homes. Um, they, the guys, the, the dad's not around. Okay. So, so that might be a reason, but it's not an excuse. Well, I'm not giving excuses in this. These are all just reasons, I understand. you know? Okay. So if you got yourself a husband who came from a broken home, you know, be a little kind and gentle because he didn't, he didn't know how he didn't have an example to emulate. Okay. So be a compassionate wife in this situation. I know one couple, I knew him very well and the husband, he didn't grow up with a father and this wife just beat this husband up all the time. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, he's a good man. He provides a, a great living for you guys. He's very stable. He's at church every single week. And yet she's expecting him to be like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Jesus, I guess. That it's just like he's, he's doing the best he can in his humanity. Right. Okay. So but he's a committed believer. Committed. Committed believer. Okay. So number three. Here's one. Maybe... His father was married to a contentious woman 
Therefore, his dad kept his mouth shut so he could keep the peace in the home. And a son who saw this growing up is emulating his dad, who wasn't a good role model in leading his family. So I would have to say to all the men listening, how many of you have a contentious mother? Right. Okay. And that's probably a high, a high percentage. Oh, yeah. Right absolutely. There. In our culture today, hands down. And even in the church, you know, there's like you can come out from that. You know, I grew up in a contentious home. You could come out from that. That doesn't mean that just because what what my mom did that I had to emulate, you know, because the Holy Spirit is stronger than my mama. Well, and if you come from a situation like that or a family like that, it makes it real easy. Uh, I mean, that that lays almost lays the groundwork for your wife to be contentious. Yes. Yes. You're I mean, the husband of a husband's listening to this. Don't give her permission to destroy your household. Okay, well, she she's going to be nasty and mean to me. What do I do about that? The Bible says it's better to dwell in the corner of a rooftop right. than with a contentious woman. Right. She's like right. a constant dripping faucet. Right. 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 You know, so the husband has to say no more. You know, this it can't continue. You know, and, and hopefully the Holy Spirit will convict a wife saying, yeah, I don't want to be that kind of wife anymore because the kids are watching. Right. If you have kids, they're watching. They're going to learn. You're teaching your sons and daughters, and daughters. what to expect in their marriage. Right, right. So, uh, so, so just real quick, do you have the type of marriage that you want your children to have? Well, and as a woman who has sons, I have to ask myself, Am I conducting myself in a way, am I presenting the type of woman that I want my sons to be attracted to? Well, you are, you are presenting the type of woman I want them to be attracted to. No, I understand that. I <laughs> understand that. Sure. Because women, our nature, just in, in our femininity, we will attract a certain man. Okay? Right. And so, obviously, I could go off and talk to the singles, but this is a marriage-based one. So as a wife and a mama, your character matters. Okay? Of course. I already, I already discussed personality in the other episodes, so I'm not telling you, you know, to leave your personality at the altar. Okay? So number, what am I on? Four? Four, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so maybe your husband is laid back, easygoing, more of a passive personality instead of an assertive personality, okay? And that makes it a little bit harder. Leading does not come naturally for him. Well, so here's what's interesting. Number three was a guy that learned from a father who took a passive role, whether he was passive or not. Right. And number four is a guy who is naturally passive. Right, Okay. right. They're virtually the same thing. They are, but I could say my one passive son... Okay, because yeah. I have a passive son and an assertive son. Right. I'm trying to emulate a God-fearing wife and mom. Okay, so he, even though he doesn't naturally step into leadership position, if he takes a wife, he already knows that that's the role he has to take. Whether he feels 
confident in that or not. So he, he has been trained yes. to step up whether he feels comfortable with it or not. Right. Right. So you might just have a husband with this gentler personality that you were drawn to. And maybe you are that assertive personality where you take the lead. And it's just like, that's not your position. So again, we're just discussing why he's not leading. Right. And later in the series, we'll, dis we'll discuss, okay, what do you do with this now? Okay. Okay. That's number five. Number five. Oh, yeah, this one's going to hurt. Sorry, ladies. Maybe he's married to a contentious woman and he wants to keep the peace in the home. Like okay. his father. Like his father. Um, so if this defines your relationship, I mean, obviously a wife has a lot of control over in this area and it could be turned upside down really quick. Right, so. because if a guy has committed to this gal forever until death, right? Mm -hmm. He's thinking, man, I got, another, I got another 15, 20, 30, 40 years with this gal. He's in prison. Uh, I, I better make peace and, and try to keep peace than to actually step up and do what God has told me to do. Because a lot of times what God tells you to do, it's not necessarily peaceful. People say, you know, they make judgments by uh, if it's of God, if, if you're at peace. Okay. Well, I'm at peace with it. No, that a perfect example was Jonah. Uh, Jonah <laughs> was sleeping in the boat when the storm was going on. He was at peace. Right. But right. he was in direct opposition to what right. God wanted him to do. Right. right. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Okay, so number six. Yeah, this one's a sad one. Maybe your husband is lazy and he doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. There are some of those out there. Uh, you're telling me. Okay, of course, well, there, there's some lazy, lazy guys out there. So, you and, know. And, and by the way, here's, here's what happens many times. I got a lazy guy. So naturally, as the wife, I have to pick up the slack. Right. So again, we'll, we'll discuss ways to help you encourage him to lead like Jesus as we move on in this series. So where, where am I at? Um, Six. Seven. No, seven. he was lazy with six. Oh, seven. Um, okay, so seven. Maybe he's been taught by his parents that he's no good and he'll never amount to anything. He's afraid to fail, so he doesn't try hard in his life. Or maybe he lacks the confidence, you okay. know, to step up and lead. Okay, so that's, an, that's one that just is another one that kind of breaks my heart. Because I didn't feel like, for me as a woman and then moving into my role as a wife... I felt totally inadequate, lacked confidence left and right. And the last thing I needed was for you to tell me how worthless I was right. you know, as a well, wife. Uh, I, know, I know a guy that when he was young, high school age, his mother said to him, I don't know how a woman will ever love you. Yeah. Okay. And so that comes from that type of that type of treatment from a yeah. parent. Yeah. So we all have insecurities. And I think sometimes as wives, we could look at you guys thinking, well, you're the, the head of the home, kind of like, go on, knight, knight in shining armor, go take care of this. But we don't, you guys don't share your insecurities, kind of like the way we do. Well, here's what's interesting. I think, I think the gal expects the guy to show up in his armor that's all shined up and ready to go. And actually, he shows up naked. And he has to go and figure out, all right, how do I build this armor? And how do I, how do I even step into this role? 
Right. Rather than uh, she's expecting to be ready to go. Right. Yeah. It's a, you guys have a huge undertaking. And I think if a wife could just step back for a moment and kind of put herself in, in, in her husband's shoes to realize, Hey, you know what? I got a great guy here. Not perfect. No man is. But a great guy. I mean, he goes to work every single day. He comes home every single night. He's faithful. He, you know, is there with me. He's with the kids. He's doing the best he can. He's, you know, a committed believer. Right. Okay. Because there's been so many times that we've counseled people who in our eyes have great guys. And yet the wife is like, he's not great enough. He's not good enough. Right, right. Okay, so number that goes right into number eight. Maybe he's been beat down and discouraged by his wife. Therefore, he, he takes this this leadership in the family. There, he's apprehensive. You know, there's a there's a feeling of failing and frustration if he's been beat down and discouraged by her time and time again. Because how do you, I have no idea as a leader. Now, I'm a natural born leader. I have no idea how I would Imagine waking up and going to work every single day and every single day I'm told in essence that I'm not measuring up, that I'm being criticized or undermined in some way. It would be very difficult for me to keep going to work in that atmosphere, knowing that I have a job to do, but my people don't support me. Well, and, and you know, a guy is not, he's not just naturally confident about that stuff to begin with. Say that again, because I think the women need to hear it. He's not naturally confident about that stuff in the first place. Okay. And 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 quickly, uh, there was a time I'll share this because you're you're secure in this. But there was a time I came home and I tried to take over feeding the child, our firstborn. Right. 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 And I picked up and I started feeding him the fruit rather than the vegetables. Mm-hmm. And you told me, "Well, you're not doing that right." Okay. What did I know? I never fed this kid before. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm going to feed him what he likes because that makes me feel like I'm somewhat accomplished at this task that I've taken on. Well, and, and it was really cute because we're young marrieds and, you know, our firstborn is, I don't know, four or five, six months old. You come home from work. I'm happy to see you. There's no, there's no animosity. There's nothing that has happened in our relationship, that right. there was right. any walking on eggshells. Right. You come none, in and you're like, oh, here, let me feed him. And I'm thinking, oh, well, how nice. What a great dad, you know. And what a wonderful husband that he wants to come in and, and kind of give me a break. And then you start feeding him the peas and I'm just. No, I start feeding him the fruit. Oh, you start feeding him the, the pears. The pears, the pears. I, whatever it was. You start feeding him the pears. And I'm like, oh, just as a mama, I'm like, oh, no, that that's not right. Right, because you do this every day, day in and day out. You know what's right and what's right. not right. What do every, I know? Every mama knows you don't feed the kid the, the fruit first. Otherwise, he's he's not going to eat his vegetables. So it's like, no, no, you got to feed him the peas first. Otherwise, we're done, you know. And you were just like, you would have thought that I, I don't know, slapped you across the face or something. Right. In my mind, you were a total ingrate. It's just like, hey. You want to criticize how I'm doing this? You do it yourself. Yeah, you even like threw the spoon in the bowl and slammed it down and walked out. And I'm just like, what just happened? And 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 bottom line, uh, I was insecure in that situation. Right. Okay. I was trying to do the best I could, picking up the slack, but I was insecure. And without knowing it, you told me, hey, you're doing a crummy job. 
Right. Which is the last thing I needed to hear. Right. Now, now, you know, would that kid have survived if I fed him the pears and he didn't eat his peas? Sure. He would have survived. Sure. Right. And later, you could have said to me, "Hey, uh, this is what I do, and I found this works. This works pretty good. Uh, that's probably why he didn't want to eat his peas." And it, and with my fragile ego, as the young leader that I was, I would have probably taken that much better and gone, "Oh, okay, I get it." Oh, maybe I would have been a jerk either way. Well, you know. there's a huge, huge strain in the marital relationship when that baby comes on the scene. Right. I mean, just the fact that, A, you're brand new parents, the thing won't stop crying and won't stop pooping. I mean, it's just... The thing. <laughs> well, it's overwhelming. <laughs> the whole baby... Hey, I'm right with you. The, the, right the there newborn, with you with the I mean, thing. it just, it sucks the life out of the mama. I mean, and it's constant 24-7 that they, they need you. And you're sleep deprived. And if that's your season... Take all the help you could get. Who cares if he puts the diaper on backwards? Who cares if he doesn't burp the baby right? I mean, that, just be thankful. Hey, that kid will never know when he's 20 years old if I did <laughs> yeah, that right or right, not. Right, right, right. So he, anyway, so number eight is maybe he's been beat down and discouraged an awful lot by his wife. So number nine is, this is really the apathetic husband. He might be fine with the way things are in the marriage. You know, his needs are met. And so he's like not well, looking. So I, I'm going to speak on behalf of all husbands. And some of you husbands are going to say, that, well, that's not me. Okay, that's fine. But on behalf of all husbands, for the most part, normally we are pretty fine with the relationship unless we just got a nasty gal. I mean, if she's not nasty, then we're like, hey, everything's pretty good. When we ask couples, how would you rate your marriage? The guy is always higher rating the marriage than the woman is. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so. But so there, you, there is some fine tuning here. I because as a wife, we always want more. I understand. And, and when you say apathetic, uh, you know, I mean, it's real simple. Satisfy a guy, you know, feed him, give him sex and give him the remote. And, and he's pretty happy. The wife's not happy with that. That's, she needs much more than that. Well, she might be taking on an awful lot of responsibilities of and course. she's overwhelmed. And so she's just like, can you help me out here? She has a higher sense of responsibility she to does. begin with. She does. So, you know, with that point number nine, he might be fine with the way things are way the things are in the marriage. I kind of look at it, it as a spectrum. On one side, you have a full-blown apathetic husband. On the other side, you have a wife who is never content with anything. So which one is it? Is it somewhere in the middle? You know, so because it can be because she could be expecting more from him that he's like, I, I, I give you everything I've got. But right. then it could also be a husband who's just like, he's not looking to grow. Right. Okay. That, that's a problem there. Right. Okay. Um, number 10, maybe he doesn't realize that his wife feels like he's not leading. In his mind, he's leading. Okay. <laughs> Okay. In the wife's mind, he she's he's not. This is that's hilarious though, because the dude thinks he's doing a good job. I thought I was doing a good job feeding that kid. Right. Okay. And then you come in and tell me what a crummy job I was doing, and 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 that's probably a lot of guys. Right. That uh, feel like hey, I'm doing a pretty good job. Right. So it, I had to learn as a young wife, what was I expecting from you. And if I had to write that out, what did it look like? 
Because sometimes we get very abstract. Well, we want all this. And we're the realistic expectations. Right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, we we have conjured up in our minds how things should look. Right. If but you, can we be specific? If you took your expectations from a Disney movie, you're going to be sorely disappointed in that. Well, even mine wasn't Disney. I mean, even if I just read what the Bible had to say, I still had a certain expectation of you that it's just like, okay, well, I had to kind of step back and realize that you're human. And I had to also learn to look at your heart, you know, the heart motive, okay. as opposed to just this kind of like spiritually romanticizing how I think you should be. Right. Okay. Because that, right. that emotional side to a woman could get us in, into some trouble. Right. Okay. So uh, 11. <clears throat> Ooh, yeah, this one's going to hurt. Maybe his and his wife's roles are not defined within the marriage. Sometimes they're not. Okay. And we've talked about that. We can talk about that later, not right now. But it is my opinion, based on fact of the Bible, that God has set up specific roles for a mm -hmm. husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. Because Absolutely. if you have no roles, then how do you know that you're doing anything right or even doing what you're supposed to do? Right. Let's say you get hired for a job and they say, okay, today's your first day. Good luck. <laughs> right. And they, you say, well, what am I supposed to do? You figure it out. I want you to look around here and I want you to figure out what your job is. Right. And this could just be maybe they're young believers. Maybe they, you know, they just don't know what the Bible has to say. So, you okay. know, we're, we're all learning. Um, number 12. Maybe the roles were reversed when he entered into marriage, and it's hard for him to make some changes. Well, expound upon when you say the roles reversed. I know what I'm, I think that means. What do you think it means? Or what do you mean when you say that? Well, he is commanded to love, lead, provide, protect. Okay. Okay. Right. Headship-wise... I'm under you. Right. Okay. And you're called to cherish me. You're not called to worship me. Okay. Well, don't worry about that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> well, but sometimes we expect that as sure. wives, oh, you know, oh, oh, well, he's not cherishing me. Well, well, what does that look like? Many times a wife will expect him to worship her and she thinks, hey, and she'll even say, I got a husband that worships me. Oh, that's just so fantastic. That is a big fat out of order well okay. but then you could have the the husband who who doesn't want to go out and provide and he lets his wife do it out of order as well right right you know i remember you you had a young young man in your life we were newly married and he said something like he wanted a modern christian wife and you're like what is that <laughs> you know what what is that definition to you and he said well i want her to be a working wife and what was he going to do? Just sit home? A lazy slob. I don't even remember who it was. Oh, I remember who it was. But anyways, <laughs> it's just like, so... Well, if he was sitting right here, I'd probably tell him he's a lazy slob. Well, okay. okay. Get, get... I, I understand that. I understand <laughs> that. So, you know, sometimes men want to take the, the easy way out. They don't... They want their wife to do it all. Right. Well, you know, society says, uh, and... The women's lib movement says that, hey, we can do it all. Right. But when you expect us to do it all, we're going to get angry. <laughs> well, and and then you have a husband who he'll just acquiesce to keep the peace. 
Right. So it's this weird, vicious cycle that it's just like, know what, what God says for your role. And some marriages, they are in reverse roles. I know a couple where uh, she said that, well, my responsibility is to work and bring in this much for the household and pay for this, this, and then he does this. And my comment was, is he a believer? I mean, bottom line, that's wrong. Is he a believer? Well, she she got offended by that, which is, you know. <laughs> shocker. A shocker. I, I don't offend anyone ever. Okay, just so you know. That's the first time I've ever offended anyone. But, this is the podcast that's on the edge. <laughs> so little little edgy. Okay. But you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna coddle sin, we're not gonna water it down. And, you know, we're not for everyone. Don't like the podcast? Go listen to another one. That's right. Okay. Anyways, so 13. Maybe he's trying to change, but he's having a hard time doing so. We all have that. And absolutely. As a matter of fact, you can't do it on your own. Right. Okay. I mean, there's how many times have I just cried out to the Lord of, I'm a complete and utter failure. I'm not a good father. I'm not a good husband. I, you know, I don't provide like I feel I should. Lord, you need to help me because obviously I can't help myself. Okay? And and I think there are probably a lot of guys that feel that way. And if they don't, they probably should because when you get to the other side and think, I can do all this, and, you know, you can't. Right. Right. They They need to rely on the Lord, you know, for his empowering of the Holy Spirit and just the help that he brings because... You know, we he's called a savior for a reason. To save us. <laughs> right. Right. So the last thing that a man needs, a discouraged man needs, is a wife who's telling him he's not measuring up. You know, that would be Job's wife. Sure. You know, so, um, and 14, this is another ouch one. Maybe he's not changing fast enough, according to the wife. That's That's really interesting. Because when it comes to you and I and change, (laughs) okay, this is how it goes, okay? You change in about three seconds and it takes me about two years. Okay. Okay? I mean, you've heard that it takes, I I don't know, two or three or four weeks or whatever to change a habit. 30 days. 30 days, whatever it is. Okay? I know you'll do that like instantly. It does take me two years to change a habit. And I wish it didn't. Right. Okay. But as my wife, what are you going to do? You're going to get angry at me or you're going to see my continued growth and allow me to be shaped by the Lord and, and get to that point. Well, it's a very freeing position that a wife is in. I, I know that maybe some of the listeners don't think that, but I'm in a very, I feel as free as a bird in the position that I'm in as a wife. And, you know, I let God be God on most days. And I let you be you on most days. I appreciate that. And my my adult kids, I'm trying to do the same. It's just like, okay, I've spent the last 18 to to almost 20 years now shaping them. My job in those areas, at least with raising the kids, that's kind of like done. I mean, I know as a mother, you're never done. But as far as shaping them, I'm done. Right. Okay. And, you know, now, now they've got to learn how to stand on their own. But sometimes as we cultivate everything in the home, we manage the home, we take care of all the relationships. It's like we sometimes take God out of, God is my Instapot 
beeping right now because dinner's done. But anyways, um, in case they could hear that. But um, it's very freeing to just step back and let God move in the heart of your husband. And just be in that position as a wife to learn to accept your husband, learn to pray for your husband. I mean, especially if he's your enemy right now. Because some husbands and wives, they're, they're not even friends. Okay. Right. They're, I mean, lovers, that's not even on the table right now. And it's just like, are you at least friends? Some aren't. They're just, okay, well, we're allies. We're co-parenting. Co but once the kids go to bed, we're enemies. And so if you're in that spot as a wife or a husband, start praying. Start praying for their heart to soften. Because what happens is your heart will, will soften as well. Because God says, pray for your enemies. Yeah, that might be the person you sleep next to every single night. Okay, but that next step is learning to accept them, flaws, insecurities, and all. Because we all we all have that. We all live with that. We all have our baggage. We are not Adam and Eve. Okay? And, and both of us are learning to walk with God. Right. So every wife longs for a husband to lead like Jesus. And I've just pointed out 14 reasons why he's not. Some are valid. Some uh, we're looking at his wife saying, hey, I expect more from you. Some of them are ridiculous reasons. So when we convene... Mm -hmm. Next time for right. the next podcast, what are we going to be talking about at that point? Well, that's a great question. I'll have to uh, look at my notes here real quick. Um, we're going to discuss encouraging him to lead when he doesn't know how. Okay. Okay. All right. Terrific. Well, I think that's about time. Dinner's ready, right? Yep. I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel. And you can find us at... JoleneEngel.com. Well, you can find you and I'm right next to you. Yeah. All right. Until next time, embrace your choice.